Well, hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Northfield Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of the program. Man, it's been a hot minute since I've put a podcast out. Uh, man, still want to say thanks to our friends at Outpost Coffee for providing us with incredible caffeinated beverages. Check these guys out, outpostcoffeeco.com. Um, okay, so I saw an Instagram reel. My wife sent it to me. Uh, and the lady on the Instagram post, is that my wife now? Hey, my wife's coming in. Baby! Welcome to the podcast. What are you doing? You're just, you're just walking in, just gonna, you're going to sit in here while I, while I record it? So you can keep me true and honest if I'm, if I'm, if I'm wrong on this. Did you come in here? You just want to hang out with me? Oh, she wants to kiss. Like, listen, I'm not even going to edit this out. This is real life. Um, okay, so my wife sends me an Instagram reel. This lady sitting in a car. And she said, in Mark chapter 2, Jesus heals a man because of his friend's faith. And then she's like, the person you hang out with, the people you hang out with, it matter. So that's, that's the idea. And so I went and read Mark chapter two, just the, it's verse 11 through 12 uh, or yeah, one, one through 12. Wow. 11 through 12, one through 12 <clears throat> and good grief. I, I mean, I've, I've read this story. a million. this is one of those things where you read the story a million times. You've read the text, you've read the text, you've read the text. And then all of a sudden something new just clicks and man, it, it really is incredibly awesome. And it starts, so the idea, this is, this guy, he's a, he's a paralyzed man. And there was a, a gathering at a house and it was a, it was a pretty big gathering. Jesus gets back to his home, verse one, and it, it was reported that he was at home. So Jesus is at home and many gathered together so that they, there was no room, not even at the door. Interesting. Uh, I think of in the beginning of Jesus's life, when he was born, there was no room for him in the end, but now he's teaching and now there's no room because people are pining to get in to listen to Jesus teach. So no room uh, in his dwelling place, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. So he's preaching the word in the house and they came bringing to him a, a paralytic carried by four men. So he's got four buddies that are carrying this paralyzed man And when they could not get him near because of the crowd, they took, like, listen, they removed the roof. Like, this is some dedicated friends. So they removed the roof because they believe that Jesus can heal this man. So they they removed the roof. And when they had made an opening, they let him down. They let, I'm sorry. They let down the bed on which this paralyzed guy was laying. And when Jesus saw their faith, verse 5, and when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic son, so when Je- listen, there's all kinds of texts where Jesus calls people daughter, son. When Jesus calls you a son, you're a son. So when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. Now notice, he didn't say you're healed immediately. He didn't say get up, get up and walk. He didn't say that. He offers forgiveness of sins 
because of what? And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are healed. Or, I'm sorry, your sins are forgiven, not healed. Well, I guess healed. It's all the same there. That'll work. Heal will, will interchange with forgiven. Now, look what happens. The religious people immediately go into hyper-theological mode. Now, some of the scribes who were sitting there questioned in their hearts. Now, listen, they ain't got the guts to stand up and say, wait a minute, this ain't right. This You can't do this. You can't forgive sins. Only God can. But they questioned in their hearts. So they're saying it to themselves. This is just proof that Jesus was God or is God. Verse 7 they're questioning in their hearts, why does this man speak like that? He's, a, he's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? That's absolutely right. Who can forgive sins? No one can forgive sins except for Jesus. Period. Exclamation point. Not happening. Jesus is the only one who can save and forgive sins. And immediately, immediately, this is because Jesus is God, immediately Jesus perceiving in his spirit that they thus were questioning within themselves, he says out loud to them, why are you questioning these things in your heart? Could you imagine the immediate, how did he know? How did he know? You know what I'm saying? Isn't that right, Jamie? (laughs) She's over here. She's just, uh, (laughs) which is easier to say that the paralytic to you, to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven or to say, rise and take up your bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them all, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. So there's an emphasis here. There's a couple different, I mean, there's a whole different, I mean, there's so much stuff in this text. Number one, the faith of the friends. Who you hang out with, who you're around, who you're, who you're fellowshipping with matters. The faith of your friends matter. Because if you don't have friends that have genuine biblical faith, it can affect you. That's, I, I'd never thought about that. Who you hang out with genuinely does matter. Who you're around matters. And if you are hanging out with people that are not focused on the things of the Lord Jesus Christ, do not even really have a daily devotion, don't even have a daily thought process of what the Lord wants them to do in their lives, um, I'm going to go ahead and say you you need to get new friends quickly. If you're, if you're fellowshipping, you're communing, you're going to dinner with, you're hanging out with people that are not interested in the things of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's going to affect you negatively, period. The other thing I see in this text is something interesting, that Jesus puts an emphasis not on the healing of his body, but the forgiveness of his sins. Why? Because his body eventually, listen, Jesus raised a lot of people from the dead. Lazarus, that young girl, who one of the Jewish leaders, his daughter, was sick, and then she died before Jesus got there. Jesus raises her from the dead. Remember that? All of those people died physically. What's most important? That your sins are forgiven, period. If your sins aren't forgiven and you get healed physically, 
you're still going to die and go to hell. But if your sins are forgiven, doesn't matter what happens to your body in this life, it belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ in the long run. And he will raise, he will raise your new body to life if it dies in this life. It's just going to happen. Now my daughter's walking in on the podcast. What's up, Hannah? What's up? You know, you could be louder than that. Say, what's up? What's up? Hannah's on the podcast now. Woo, woo. She just brought in. Did you? She did not bring. This is, I'm telling you, this is real life. Did you bring me some mac and cheese? No. I love your mac and cheese. That is untrue. Uh-huh. I love your mac and cheese. Uh-huh. Girl. Uh-huh. Oh. I bet you won't even give me any, will you, Jamie? Are you going to share? I did have technically, I have dinner. Yes. So you're taking my dinner? I won't take your dinner, baby. I love you. I won't do that to you. All right. This is, this is literally, this is what happens when I, you, you want to know what ADD is? That's literally ADD. You're seeing it. I was focused. So back to the idea here. I got to get refocused. Come on back. Jesus heals him of his sins first, forgives him of his sins first, and then he heals his body and then he heals his body. But he's not healing his body first in this mo- in this moment. Now, there have been moments where Jesus does heal first. But man, in this instance, this is important to see. Christ puts an emphasis on the forgiveness of sins over the healing of your body. That, I, man, I just think that's huge. I, I think that's big. When you put an emphasis... Now, this is a big thing that's happening right now in the charismatic movement. Is that, that the gospel cannot be presented without signs and wonders. That's the new apostolic reformation, the charismatic, hyper-charismatic, crazy Bill Johnson stuff. Like, See, this is what happens when you don't have notes on a podcast. Holy cow. But this is the truth. They're, they're, they're saying that signs and wonders must be present before the people believe the gospel. Jesus says right here, son, your sins, because of your faith, not just your faith, no, actually, because of your friend's faith. And when Jesus saw their faith, now, that, in, that includes this gentleman, Right, because he's he's with them there, combined. But it matters. The friends who you're around matter because what happened if that paralyzed man had not had friends who loved the Lord Jesus Christ and wanted to get close to Jesus and believe that Jesus could do what Jesus could do, he would have laid right where he wouldn't have moved. He would he would have stayed right there. He had friends who had faith that matters. But Christ's emphasis here is what the forgiveness of sins. Period. That's it. That's number one. And then you got the religious people who jump in and they start losing their mind that, oh, wait, wait, wait. But listen, they're not wrong. I mean, these guys aren't wrong. They start perceiving and they question, well, he's blaspheming. Who can, who can forgive sins but God alone? 100% right. Only the Lord Jesus Christ can forgive sins. Only God can forgive sins. No man can forgive sins. No man can absolve me of sins. No priest, no pastor, no one can absolve me of my sins. The only one who can absolve me, I can't even forgive myself from my sins. The only one who can absolve me from any of my sinful, wicked past is the Lord Jesus Christ. And the only way I get to that position is through repentance, repenting of your sins and believing, having faith to believe that A, God is who he says he is and that he we did a work on the on the cross that sets us free from our past and our sins. So they weren't wrong. They just didn't understand that Jesus is God. 
So they immediately start thinking this and Jesus instantaneously perceives in his spirit that these people are talking trash in their inner being. And Jesus comes back and says, why are you questioning these things in your heart? Why? Is it easier to say the paralytic, your sins are forgiven? Or is it easier to say, rise up and take your bed and walk? Which one's easier? So then he goes, just to show you all, just so that you know that I have authority on this earth to forgive sins, I'm going to do both. Get up, pick up your bed and go home. And what happens? People aren't going, oh, well, well, well. People are going, all right. He is who he says he is. They're amazed and they, what do they do? They glorify God because it's only God that can do what just happened. Nobody else is going to be able to accomplish that. Nobody. We've never seen anything like this. That's the end of the verse. We've never seen anything like this. What is happening? It's God. It's God who does these things. So it does matter who you run with. It does matter the people that are in your sphere of of influence. It, it's mat- it matters who influences you in your sphere. If you've got friends that are that are have that have really no desire or push, if you've got family that has no push or desire for the things of God, you need to get a new circle. They either need to be saved or you need to get a new circle. If you're a believer, this is back to the idea that unbelievers can't be yoked with believers. Or, or I'm sorry. Believers can't be unyoked or cannot be yoked with unbelievers. And so oftentimes we do. We get yoked up in business. We get yoked up in marriage. We get yoked up in friendships with people who have no pursuit of the Lord Jesus Christ. They pursue business. They pursue uh, you know, the grind and making money or having a status or whatever it is. But if they're not focused on the Lord Jesus Christ, that friendship ends the second the heartbeat stops. Period. You ain't seeing them again. So what's the, what's the drive here? You better you better preach the gospel to these friends that are unbelievers. And they they better know who you are. And that's 100% where I sit when I, when I work where I work. I work in the IT field. I have tons of conversations with people who are either atheists, some other weird religion, like I, I got a friend that's <laughs> And listen, when I say I've got a friend, we have a very clear defined relationship. He knows where I stand theologically. He knows where I stand on on the things of the Bible. He he is a he self-proclaimed Buddhist, but I, I don't even know what that looks like. And the conversations that he and I he, he wants to come on the podcast. I'm I'm half tempted to bring him on just so you could hear the crazy that that comes out of his mouth. But I I have been unashamed and unapologetic to tell him I think he is absolutely an error and that he is in danger of God's wrath. And so those kind of friendships, like I've got work related friendships, but they understand where I, where I stand biblically because I don't back down from that kind of stuff. But you have, when you have friends who trust Christ supremely, when they worship Christ supremely, their faith can impact you. It can radiate, as Kenny Luck says, it's a blast zone radius. You're going to have a blast zone radius that is going to affect people around you. And if you don't love the Lord Jesus Christ, and if you're hanging out with people that don't love the Lord Jesus Christ, that blast zone radius is going to impact you negatively, not not righteously. <clears throat> That's just, 
Thank you for sending that to me, babe. My wife sent that, and she, she, I mean, she's, I'm not kidding. She got, she got, she got me fired up. I was like, now that'll preach. Cause I went, I mean, I immediately went to the text. Cause the lady's like, did you know in Mark chapter two that Jesus heals a man because of his friend's faith? And I was like, wait a second, let me go, let's go read this. And listen, because of what's the text say? This is what doesn't matter what that lady says, doesn't matter what I say, it's what's the text say. And when Jesus, verse five, Mark two, five, when, Jesus saw their faith. He said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. Ooh, that's big. What do you think, baby? You're, come on. You gotta be, come here. Come over here. I gotta get you closer to it. Come on. Say loud then. You gotta say loud things. I agree. It's fantastic. Um, well, love y'all. Thanks for listening. My wife's giving me the face like, okay, shut it down. Because <laughs> do you love it when I make you get on the podcast? And I do make you sometimes get on the podcast. Do you like it when I make you get on the podcast? <laughs> All right. Love y'all. Be good. I want to say thanks to our friends at DSR for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for a job, great place to work. Um, give them a shout. You can call them on directly and talk to HR and they'll give you directions. Uh, 918-336-6900 and ask to be transferred to the Human Resources Department. DSR. We deliver technology. <laughs>